ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد so we reached the hadith where the Prophet ﷺ said, ثَلَاثٌ مَنْ كُنَّا فِيهِ وَجَدَ بِهِنَّ حَلَاوَةَ الْإِيمَانِ أَنْ يَكُونَ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ أَحَبَّهُ أَنْ يَكُونَ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ أَحَبَّ إِلَيْهِ مِمَّا سِوَاهُمَا وَأَنْ يُحِبَّ الْمَرْأَ لَا يُحِبُّهُ إِلَّا لِلَّهِ وَأَنْ يَكْرَهَ أَنْ يَعُودَ فِي الْكُفْرِ بَعْدَ إِذْ أَنْقَذَهُ اللَّهُ مِنْهُ كَمَا يَكْرَهُ أَنْ يُقْذَفَ فِي النَّارِ that there are three characteristics. The one who finds himself upon them, finds the sweetness of iman. That you love Allah and His Messenger more than you love anyone besides them. And that you love a person only for the sake of Allah. You do not love a person except for the sake of Allah. And that you hate to return to kufr after Allah saved you from it, just as you hate to be thrown into the fire. So this hadith indicates to us, there are three traits, three characteristics, that the one who has these three characteristics, then he will find the fruits of that, which is the sweetness of iman. The one who has these three characteristics, then we'll find the fruits of that which is the sweetness of Iman. And what is the sweetness of Iman? أي لذته لأن الإيمان الصادق له لذة في النفوس وله طمأنين في القلوب هذا هو الإيمان الصادق تجد المؤمن يتلذذ بالإيمان ويطعم الإيمان أكثر مما يطعم أي أنواع الملذات The sweetness of Iman meaning that the person who has the true Iman will find that sweetness in his soul. He will find the tranquility in his heart. He will find the sweetness in his soul. He will find the tranquility and the serenity within his heart. And that's why the Shaykh says, a Shaykh Al-Fawzan, that you will find the true believer, he finds sweetness in his Iman. And he finds the Iman in his heart and that tranquility and serenity of Iman sweeter than any other affair from the affairs that you would typically find sweet. The Iman in his heart and the tranquility he finds that to be greater than any other affair of sweetness. So what are the three characteristics required to achieve this sweetness of Iman? The first of the characteristics mentioned is, the first characteristic required for a person to find that sweetness of Iman, to find the tranquility in his heart, to find peace in his heart, is... That you love Allah and His Messenger more than anyone else. Allah and the Messenger are more beloved to you than anyone else besides them. And يَكُونَ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ أَحَبَّ إِلَيْهِ مِمَّا سِوَهُمَا 
that Allah and His Messenger are more beloved to you than anyone else besides them. أَيْ أَحَبُّ إِلَيْهِمْ مِنْ نَفْسِهِ They are more beloved to you than you, your own self is to you. They are more beloved to you than your own self is to yourself. وَأَحَبُّ إِلَيْهِمْ مِنْ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ I'm more beloved to the person than everything and anything else. وَمِنَ الْوَالِدَيْنِ more than your own parents, والأولاد, and your children, والأقارب, and your relatives, والأستقاء, and your friends, وصائر الناس, and all of the people, that Allah and His Messenger are more beloved to you than any other person. وَهَذَا يَقْتَضِي تَقْدِيمَ قَوْلِهِمَا عَلَى قَوْلِ كُلِّ أَحَدٍ And how would that manifest itself? How would it be shown that your love for Allah and His Messenger is more than your love for the people? That you give priority to what Allah and the Messenger told you to do over what the people tell you to do. Allah and the Messenger, they have mentioned the revelation or the revelation came from Allah and the Messenger ﷺ then taught that to the people. So whatever is in there that is halal, then we take it as halal. And what is in there as haram, then we take it as haram. So when it is mentioned in the revelation that you do something, you do it. And you don't leave it because the people convince you to leave it. Your love for Allah and the Messenger is greater than your love for the people. So you follow that commandment which is in there, and you don't leave it because the people and your company and other types of uh, persuasions that they give you. The same with the opposite. If something is mentioned in the Qur'an and the Sunnah as haram, then if your love for Allah and His Messenger is truly greater than anyone else besides them, then you will follow that ruling and you will not do whatever the haram thing is. And you will not follow what the people do and try or follow them and be persuaded by them and end up doing something which is haram because all of them are doing it. Rather your love for Allah and the Messenger is greater. So if in the revelation it says something is haram, Show that your love for Allah and the Messenger is greater than the people, your love for the people. Do not follow what they do if they are following or if they are doing something which is haram. Your love for Allah and the Messenger is greater, so you leave that haram. That is the first characteristic. That is the first characteristic that a person requires if he desires to find the sweetness in the iman, he desires to find the peace and tranquility in his heart then he must be an individual who loves Allah and the Messenger more than anyone else in creation, even more than his own self. The second characteristic which is mentioned, that is required if a person desires to find that peace and tranquility. أَنْ يُحِبَّ الْمَرْأَ لَا يُحِبُّهُ إِلَّا لِلَّهِ That you love a person, and you don't love them for any other reason except for the sake of Allah. You don't love another person because he's rich and you're going to benefit from his wealth. You don't love another person because he's got some status and he's going to be able to help you in some worldly affair. Your love for a person is for the sake of Allah. And what does that mean? How? That will mean that you love a person because that person is a practicing individual. Practicing Islam, fulfilling the commandments, staying away from the prohibitions. Then you love him because of the sunnah that you see in him. You love him because he's practicing the Quran, he's practicing the sunnah, 
So your love for him is for the sake of Allah. As for an individual who is not practicing, he doesn't care about the Quran and the Sunnah, then if you love him, it's not because of religious reasons. You're loving that person because he's got money or just because you like him and he's a friend of yours from a long time. Other reasons. So you're loving that person isn't for the sake of Allah particularly. But the one that is practicing the religion upon the sunnah, the goodness that you see from him, then that is a love that you have for him sincerely for the sake of Allah, because of the religion. So the shaykh, he says here, A, يُحِبُّ الْإِنسَانَ مِن بَنِي آدَمْ لَا يُحِبُّهُ إِلَّا لِلَّهِ That you love a person, and you do not love that person except for the sake of Allah. لَا يُحِبُّهُ مِنْ أَجْلِ طَمَعِ الدُّنْيَا أَوْ عَرَضٍ عَاجِلٍ you don't love that person because of some worldly thing he can get you, or because of some status that he could get you, or some position he could get you. وَإِنَّمَا يُحِبُّهُ لِلَّهِ لِأَنَّهُ مُطِيعٌ لِلَّهِ Rather you love that person because that person is obedient to Allah. He's a practicing person, practicing the Qur'an and the Sunnah. He's a good, pious person. So you love him for those reasons. And that is the love for the sake of Allah. Because he's a believer and because he's righteous. أَمَّا الَّذِي يُحِبُّ الشَّخْصَ مِنْ أَجْلِ الدُّنْيَا أَوْ مِنْ أَجْلِ الْأَطْمَعَ أَوْ الشَّهَوَاتِ أَوْ الْأَغْرَاضِ فَهَذِهِ مَحَبَّ لَا تَنْفَعُهُ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ شَيْئًا As for the people who love others for worldly benefits, for station or position or rank or money or other things that they can get from people, so you keep them close and they are your friends and you love them for those reasons, then that type of love will not benefit the person at all with Allah. That type of love does not benefit the person because his love for that person is just for this world. But the love which is the beneficial love is that you love a person, you love your brother, you love your cousin, you love someone, you love your friend because of what you see in him, that he is an obedient person, practicing the Qur'an and the Sunnah, obeying Allah. So you love him for that. You love him for the sake of Allah. Even if he has nothing to offer you, nothing to give you, your love for him is because of his piety and his obedience and that he's a, a believer. وَهَذَا فِيهِ فَضْلُ الْمَحَبَّةِ فِي اللَّهِ بَيْنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ This therefore indicates to you the great virtue of having love between the believers. The love between the believers is a great virtuous thing. وَالْمَحَبَّةِ فِي اللَّهِ أَوْثَقُ عُرَى الْإِيمَانِ And the love for the sake of Allah is one of the strongholds of Iman. That loving for the sake of Allah and hating for the sake of Allah, then that is from the uh, strongest or the, from the uh, aspects of Iman. In another hadith it is mentioned, that on the day of resurrection, when all of the calamities and the difficulties are occurring, and the sun will be brought close to the earth within a mile, and the heat and the people will be sweating, it's mentioned on that day, certain types of people will be shaded. Allah will put them under His shade. But who are those certain types of people? One of the categories, there are seven categories or seven types of people who will be shaded. One of them is رَجُلَانِ تَحَابَّا فِي اللَّهِ اجْتَمَعَا عَلَيْهِ وَتَفَرَّقَا عَلَيْهِ Two people or two men, they loved each other for the sake of Allah. They came together for the sake of Allah and they separate for the sake of Allah. 
their actions and their behavior and their dealing with each other is for the sake of Allah. They love each other for the sake of Allah. Practicing individuals upon piety, upon righteousness. They cooperate upon goodness and righteousness in practicing the religion. So these two men, their love for each other is upon the love for Allah. It's upon sincerity to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is a narration where it mentions that an individual was traveling to another village far away to go and see a person. And an angel said to him, Aina turidu? Where, where are you going? What do you want to go to? Qal uridu kada wa kada. The man said, I want to go to such and such a village. That's where I'm headed. Qal wa ma gharaduka fiha wa ma sha'nuka? The angel said to the man in this narration, Why do you want to go to that village? What, what have you got there? What's your purpose of visiting that village? قَالْ لِأَنَّ فِيهَا أَخًا لِي فِي اللَّهِ أَحْبَبْتُ زِيَارَتَهُ He said, because there, in that village, there is a brother of mine, not blood brother, just another brother. There is a brother there, who I love for the sake of Allah, uh, and I loved, I wanted to go and visit him, for the sake of Allah. فَقَالَ لَهُ الْمَلَكِ So the angel said to him, هَلْ لَهُ عَلَيْكَ نِعْمَةَ رُبُّهَا The angel said to him, Is that because he's done some favor for you in the past and you owe him one? Is that why you're going all this way to travel just to visit him? Is it because he has some favor upon you? He did you some favor and he, uh, you owe him one? Is that the reason for it? يعني هل هو قد أحسن إليك وأنت تحبه من أجل صنعه معك ومعروفه معك? Do you love him because he did some favor for you and that's why you like him and that's why you're going to go visit him? Because he did some favors for you and uh, he did some good things for you? The man said, no. It's not like that. There's no such uh, issue of that nature. He's not done anything for me like that. He's never. There's no favors that he has upon me. There's nothing of that nature. It's not that. That isn't the reason why I'm making the effort to go and visit him. He said, the reason is because I love him for the sake of Allah. He's a righteous, pious man practicing the Qur'an, the Sunnah, loving for those reasons. So I'm going to go and visit him for the sake of Allah. Not because he's done me favors or anything and I owe him one. Meaning I'm not going out there to visit him except for the sake of Allah. I love him for the sake of Allah. Not because he's done some good for me or because he has uh, uh, listened to me in the past and done what I told him to do. Or because he's given me something. None of those reasons. I'm going there because I love him for the sake of Allah. So this indicates the reality that the believers, they love each other for the sake of Allah and that's what it should be. Not that your friends and colleagues are just people you like because you've known them for a long time and they may be drug addicts, they may be smoking, they may be engaged in all types of other haram things. Then your love for Allah and the Messenger isn't really... When you need to think about that being uh, more than anything else, you need to think about the love between yourself and Allah, or your love to Allah and the Messenger has to be superior to everyone else. So it's not suitable to be having company with people who are on uh, all types of haram things that they are doing. So here the love for a person isn't for worldly benefits or just because you like someone and you've known them for a long time. They may be people who are not practicing, they are people who don't care about praying, nothing. 
then that type of company is no good for a person. The Prophet ﷺ said, a good companion is like the person who sells fragrances. The itar and the, those fragrances and things. A good companion is like that, the Prophet ﷺ said. Why? Because when you go to him, maybe he'll gift you some fragrance. So that's beneficial, that's nice. You get some fragrance, you put it on, it smells nice, that's good. Or even if he doesn't gift you anything, just being around him, because he's a fragrance seller, being, being around him for a while, it'll rub off on you anyway. So you benefit as well. You come out and it smells all nice, because just being around him, it rubs off on you anyway. So you benefit from having a good companion, and that's the example the Prophet ﷺ gave. A good companion is like somebody who sells fragrance. Either he'll give you some, benefit from that, even if he doesn't give you any, just being around him, it'll rub off on you anyway. As for a bad companion, the Prophet ﷺ said, it's like the example of what? A blacksmith. If you go to a blacksmith, he could end up with his tools burning your clothes. You haven't benefited. You've got some wrong from it. You've got something bad from it. Even if he doesn't burn your clothes, a blacksmith and the smoke and the charcoal and everything, you'll come out with dirty clothes, smelling clothes. So that's the example of a bad companion. If you have a bad companion, it's like having the blacksmith as your companion. When you're around him and you come out afterwards, your clothes are either going to be burnt from his tools, or at least they're going to be charcoal and dirty and smoke and everything from the profession that he's in. So the Prophet ﷺ gave that example to highlight how you need to have the good company and the good friends and not to be with the evil company, the bad friends, because it all rubs off. Being with the good company, the fragrance isn't good. Being with the bad company, the smoke and the smell and the burnt clothes. So that is the example given. So that's the second characteristic, that a person loves another person, not for any worldly benefit or money or anything, rather he loves him for the sake of Allah. The third characteristic. وَأَنْ يَكْرَهَ أَنْ يَعُودَ فِي الْكُفْرِ بَعْدَ إِذْ أَنْقَضَهُ اللَّهُ مِنْهُ كَمَا يَكْرَهَ أَنْ يُقْضَفَ فِي النَّارِ That a person hates to return to kufr after Allah has saved him, just like he hates to be thrown into the fire. قَالُوا هَذَا فِيهِ دَلِيلٌ عَلَىٰ أَنَّ الْمُكْرَهَ إِذَا صَبَرَ عَلَىٰ الْإِكْرَاهَ صَبَرَ عَلَىٰ الْقَتْلِ أَنْ يَكُونَ مِنْ هَذَا النَّوْعِ مِمَّنْ وَجَدَ حَلَاوَةَ الْإِيمَانِ وَلَمَّا وَجَدَ حَلَاوَةَ الْإِيمَانِ مَا رَضِيَ أَنْ يَتَنَازَلَ عَنْهَا أَبَدًا وَلِهَذَا جَاءَ فِي قِصَّةِ الرَّجُلَيْنِ الَّذَيْنِ مَرَّ عَلَى صَنَمٍ لَا يَجُوزُهُ أَحَدٌ حَتَّى يُقَرِّبَ إِلَيْهِ شَيْئًا Here now, the third characteristic that's mentioned is that you hate to return back to kufr after Allah saved you. Allah saved you, guided you to the truth, guided you to Islam, guided you to understanding the religion, practicing and praying, then you hate that you should ever find yourself in a state back to where you used to be. You never want to be in that state again after Allah guided you to the truth. And that's why the scholars, they mention when you are guided to the truth and you see it, then you must take it instantly. Because when you see that truth and you know it's the truth and you don't take it instantly, and you uh, put it off, then in six months time, in a year's time, in two years time, as the scholars they mention, it could be the case that by then your heart has changed. And even then, when you see the truth, after two years, you no longer want to accept it anyway. So when you see the truth, and you see your heart accepting it, and open to it, then take it when that opportunity arises. 
take that truth and practice it and implement it. Because if you do not, then the heart of a person can change. Six months later, when that same truth comes to him again, he's no longer inclined to take it anymore. So, the person must take that truth and be upon it and hate to return back to that state when he was not upon the practicing of the religion. And the example was given about the two men who went to that village as they were passing through. And that village, they used to say to the people, you can go past, we'll let you through the road in our village to get across the other side. But only if you slaughter something for our idol. So one of them said, I will not slaughter anything. I will not slaughter anything for other than Allah. So they killed him. And he was successful. He's the one who will be in paradise for not committing shirk. And the other one, he did it. So he'll be the one in hellfire. So the one who didn't do it, that shows this type of characteristic, that he hated to return back to the disbelief, hated to go back to shirk, or to uh, commit an action of shirk, or to be thrown into the fire, after Allah had guided him to the truth and understanding tawheed. So this is the third characteristic that a person, when he's upon that guidance, he does not want to ever return back to being upon misguidance, being upon a state of wandering aimlessly in life. Rather, when you've been guided, then you take that guidance and you practice and you work hard and you study the religion and you focus and slowly, uh, bit by bit, the more you understand of the religion, the more your iman it increases and the stronger a person becomes. فَهَذَا الْحَدِيثِ مِيزَانٌ يَزِنُ الْعَبْدُ بِهِ إِمَانًا So this hadith then, it is like a criteria. Every person can balance up their iman in accordance to this hadith. Because you can check the first characteristic. Are Allah and His Messenger more beloved to you than anyone else? Do you always give the priority to the revelation to the Quran and the Sunnah? Or do you listen to other people and go off doing other things? You can test yourself, your level of iman. Are Allah and His Messenger truly more beloved to you than anyone else, even your own self? Similarly, you can test yourself, your companions and your friends. Do you love them for the sake of Allah because they are practicing and praying? Or do you love them and hang out with them just because they are friends, even if they are not practicing and they do haram things? So you can test yourself on that one too. What is your level of iman? Are you with the practicing people, those who will help you and benefit you and make you stronger as well? Or are you with people who are not going to benefit you and they're only going to take you away from practicing in the religion? And the third one as well, that you can uh, come to know uh, regarding the hatred to return back to disbelief or to return back to misguidance. Then in one narration it mentions, لا يجد أحد طعم الإيمان Nobody will find the taste of Iman أنها نفت بمنظومها وجود طعم الإيمان عمن لم يتصف بهذه الصفات الثلاث So this narration indicates that a person who doesn't have those characteristics, then he doesn't have the sweetness of Iman. A person who doesn't love Allah and His Messenger more than anyone else, and doesn't love people for the sake of Allah, and doesn't have that hatred to return back to misguidance, a person who doesn't really care about those types of things, then the hadith says he will not find the sweetness of iman in his heart. Meaning he won't find any peace in his heart, he doesn't find any tranquility, he doesn't find any serenity in his life, it's always uh, worry and concern. 
and always something going on, he doesn't find any peace because he doesn't have these characteristics in his heart and his behavior and his actions. Then there's the hadith of Ibn Abbas. Radiallahu anhuma qal. Man ahabba fillahi wa abghada fillah wa wala fillahi wa aada fillah fa innama tunalu wilayatullahi bidhalik. Whoever loves for the sake of Allah and hates for the sake of Allah and has his companionship and love for the sake of Allah and his hatred and enmity for the sake of Allah, then that is the type of person who will gain the guardianship or the protection of Allah. The one who loves and hates for the sake of Allah. If he doesn't like an individual, it is for the sake of Allah. Maybe because that individual is a corrupt individual, he is a fraudulent individual, he does, an individual doesn't practice the religion, various reasons. He hates that person for the sake of Allah. He's an individual who uh, is upon bid'ah, upon innovation. And similarly, loving for the sake of Allah, as we've already covered. So whomsoever loves for the sake of Allah, loves the believers, loves the awliya of Allah, does not love them for any worldly benefit, loves them for the sake of the uh, for the sake of Allah, for the religion. And he hates for the sake of Allah. Hates the uh, uh, ones who are upon disbelief or upon kufar or upon nifaq, the munafiqeen, the sinners, the disobedient ones. He doesn't like to have the company with them. He doesn't love them because of their sinning and disobedience and innovation and disbelief. And he has his allegiances and alliances for the sake of Allah. He has his allegiances and alliances for the sake of Allah, cooperates and unites with the people of the truth, cooperates and unites with Ahlul Sunnah. And similarly, he has his uh, enmity for the sake of Allah, uh, and so he does not cooperate with and unite with those who oppose the Qur'an and the Sunnah. So the one who has these types of characteristics, فَإِنَّمَا تُنَالُوا وِلَايَةُ اللَّهِ Then that type of person, he will achieve the guardianship, the protection of Allah. وِلَايَةُ اللَّهِ مَحَبَّتُهُ وَنُسْرَتُهُ And that means the love of Allah, and the aid and the victory of Allah. That Allah will love that person, and Allah will aid and give victory to that person. فَإِنَّمَا تُنَالُوا وِلَايَةُ اللَّهِ بِذَلِكَ أَيْ لَا يَحْصُلُ الْإِنسَانُ عَلَى مَحَبَّةِ اللَّهِ وَنُسْرَتِهِ إِلَّا بِهَذِهِ الْأُمُورِ Therefore a person does not achieve this love from Allah and this victory from Allah, except if he is upon these types of characteristics. He is upon these characteristics of loving for the sake of Allah and hating for the sake of Allah. الْمَحَبَّةِ فِي اللَّهِ وَالْبُغْضُ فِي اللَّهِ وَالْمُوَالَاتِ فِي اللَّهِ وَالْمُعَادَاتِ فِي اللَّهِ أَمَّا الَّذِي يَتَّخِذُ الدُّنْيَا هِيَ الْمِقْيَاسُ عَلَيْهَا يُعَادِ وَعَلَيْهَا يُوَالِي مَنْ أَحْسَنَ إِلَيْهِ أَحَبَّهُ وَلَوْ كَانَ عَدُمًا لِلَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ وَمَنْ أَسَاءَ إِلَيْهِ أَبْغَضَهُ وَلَوْ كَانَ وَلِيًّا لِلَّهِ فَهَذَا لَا يَنَالُ وِلَايَةَ اللَّهِ As for a person, the Sheikh says, who loves someone for some worldly benefit, even if that person may be an enemy to Allah and His Messenger. That person may not be a person who is practicing the Qur'an and the Sunnah, may be an innovator, may be a disbeliever. But a person loves that type of person, then it's not for the sake of Allah, it's for his worldly benefit. Or if a person hates someone, not for the sake of Allah, maybe that person could be a pious, righteous person. 
But if you hate him because of some other worldly issue or for some other reason you hate that person, then your hate isn't for the sake of Allah. That person is a righteous, pious person, then you should love that person. Even to the extent, maybe sometimes you have a personal problem with someone. Maybe there's some personal issue that occurred. And this other person is a practicing righteous person. Then even if some personal issue occurred and maybe you don't get along, overall, you still have love for that person overall in terms of loving for the sake of Allah. Because that person is still a Sunni, Salafi, practicing individual, righteous. But maybe some issue occurred between you and him personally and you don't get along, okay. But that does not mean you make abandonment and you make hajar and that you hate that person. Overall, that person is still a pious, righteous individual, if that be the case in that scenario. So you still have love for that person in terms of loving for the sake of Allah, due to the righteousness and the piety and that he is upon the sunnah. But maybe some personal disagreement may have occurred. That's a, a, a different level, a lower level. But overall, that love is still there for the person, that he is a person of the sunnah. Uh, and then Ibn Abbas, he mentioned, وَقَدْ صَارَتْ عَامَّتْ مُؤَاخَاتِ النَّاسِ عَلَىٰ أَمْرِ الدُّنْيَا Ibn Abbas, he mentioned the majority of the brotherhood or the unity you see between people nowadays. He said basically it's for worldly benefits. Most of the people out there now, their friendships, their companions, they are for worldly benefits, for worldly gains. And it is nothing to do with religion or nothing to do with loving for the sake of Allah. Then the final narration here, وَقَالَ ibn Abbas, Or before we get to that, وَلَنْ يَجِدْ عَبْدٌ طَعْمَ الْإِيمَانِ وَإِنْ كَثُرَتْ صَلَاتُهُ وَصَوْمُهُ حَتَّى يَكُونُ كَذَلِكَ حَتَّى يَكُونَ كَذَلِكَ That a person will not find the sweetness of iman even if he prays lots and fasts lots until he has these characteristics. Loving Allah and the Messenger more than anyone else, loving people for the sake of Allah, hating for the sake of Allah. These types of characteristics are required for that sweetness of iman and peace in the heart. Then the final narration of Ibn Abbas عنهما, when Allah said in the Quran, وَتَقَطَّعَتْ بِهِمُ الْأَسْبَابِ وَتَقَطَّعَتْ بِهِمُ الْأَسْبَابِ Meaning that they are cut off. On that day they will be cut off. How? Cut off? Where? What does it mean? i.e. الْمَوَدَّةِ هَذِهِ نِهَايَةِ مِنْ عَبْدٍ غَيْرِ اللَّهِ مَنْ عَبَدَ غَيْرَ اللَّهِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ that will be the end result of the people who worshipped other than Allah on the day of judgment. All these other deities that they worshipped on that day, those deities will not claim any link to these people who used to worship them. The links will all be cut. All of that love, whatever it is, it will be cut. There will be nothing remaining. None of these deities will affirm it or accept it. They will all declare their innocence. Because uh, many of them are not actually deities. The prophets, the messengers, the angels... All of them will have nothing to do with this worship that the mushrikeen used to give them. So those uh, means will be cut on that day. And that was something which was mentioned before. وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَتَّخِذُ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ أَنْدَادًا يُحِبُّونَهُمْ كَحُبِّ اللَّهِ There are some people who take other deities alongside Allah and they love them just like they love Allah. So these people, they used to love other deities. The mushrikeen used to love other deities that they had. And so those deities that they used to love, on the day of judgment, they will find no benefit or victory or aid from them. 
on that day all of the ties will be cut and nothing will be able to aid them or support them in any way. وكذلك التابعون في الدنيا يحبون المتبعين على الضلالة فتوجد المحبة بين الكفار بعضهم بعض وبين المشركين ومعبوداتهم في الدنيا لكن يوم القيامة تنعقص الأمور وتصير هذه المحبة عداوة On the day of judgment all these other false deities that they used to worship there will be no love there will be enmity between them they will not be able to aid each other or help each other in any way uh, and it's mentioned الْأَخِلَّاءُ يَوْمَئِذٍ بَعْضُهُمْ لِبَعْضٍ عَدُوٍ إِلَّا الْمُتَّقِينَ That the beloved ones to each other on that day will be enemies to each other. The beloved ones on that day will be enemies to each other on the day of judgment. Except for the righteous pious ones. The righteous pious ones who loved each other for the sake of Allah, then they will be upon that goodness even on the day of judgment. That love will remain, and that unity will remain. But as for the love that the people proclaim for worldly and other reasons, then that will all be cut off, and they will be enemies to each other on that day, because they know none of them can benefit each other at all. Uh, in the ayah it mentions, that indeed you took besides Allah these statues and gods and deities as love between you and them in this world. Then on the day of judgment, you're all going to uh, disbelieve in each other. And you're going to curse each other. And your end result will be the hellfire. All these disbelievers, the ones worshipping the idols and the statues, Whatever love they claim now on the day of judgment, it will be enmity, enmity between them. And there will be nothing of connection between them. لأنهم يقولون لمن أضلوهم أنتم السبب في إضلالنا وإغوائنا وصرفنا عن دين الله. Because then they will be saying to each other, you're the fault why I have been misguided. And I'm in the situation I'm in today. So they will be blaming each other on that day now that they've realized. They will be blaming each other on that day and there will be enmity between them. As for the believers who loved each other for the sake of Allah, then that unity remains. أَمَّا مَحَبَّةُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ بَعْضُهُمْ لِبَعْضٍ مِنْ أَجْلِ الْإِيمَانِ وَالْمُوَالَاتِ فِي اللَّهِ وَالْمُعَادَاتِ فِي اللَّهِ فَإِنَّهَا تَبْقَى بَلْ تَزِيدُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ As for the believers who love each other for the sake of Allah, then that love remains, rather it even increases on the day of judgment. وَتَسْتَمِرُّ إِلَىٰ أَبَدِ الْآبَادِ And it will remain forever, that love and that unity between the true believers for each other. على أن المحبة التي لغير الله أنها تزول يوم القيامة. This therefore shows us that any love which is not for the sake of Allah on that day it will go, it will vanish. وتنقلب عداوة and it will actually become enmity. وأن محبة التابعين على الضلال لأتباعهم وقادتهم ورؤسائهم تنقلب عداوة عداوة يوم القيامة فيما بينهم يتلاعنون ويتلاومون فيما بينهم من باب تحسر العياذ بالله وتألم. So on that day, all of these false deities that they were worshipping and whatever connections they had now in this world, on that day they will be blaming each other, they will be cursing each other out of this great regret now when they've realized the great uh, punishment that they are in. فَهَذَا الْبَابُ بَابٌ عَظِيمٌ So this is a great chapter. يَجِبُ عَلَى الْمُسْلِمِ أَنْ يَزِنَ نَفْسَهُ بِهِ It is obligatory upon every person to test himself upon these issues. وَلِهَذَا يُسَمَّى بِبَابِ الْإِمْتِحَانِ That's why they call this the chapter of testing. 
This is the issue, the affair that you test yourself on. Is your love for Allah and the Messenger greater than your love for all these others and whatever it may be? فَكُلٌّ يَدْعِي iman Because everybody claims iman. وَكُلٌّ يَدْعِي islam Everybody claims to be upon Islam and a Muslim. وَكُلٌّ يَدْعِي الزُّهُدُ وَالْوَرَعِ Everybody claims to be pious. Everybody says, I'm doing okay, I'm okay, I'm safe, I'm Muslim, I'm practicing, I'm okay. وَلَكِنَ الْمِيزَانِ مَا ذُكِرَ فِي هَذَا الْبَابِ But the real criteria is what's been mentioned here. Your love... For Allah is that love for Allah and the Messenger greater than your love for anyone else? Is your love to follow the rulings and to practice the halal and to stay away from the haram? Is that superior? Or is your love for your colleagues and friends who are not even practicing thereupon sin? Then what is your love for them based upon? This is the real test for a person now. Is he able to leave the bad companionship and go to the good companionship? The good companionship will rub off on him as it mentions about the fragrance, and so that person benefits and strengthens himself. And that's how you see many examples of brothers in the past. They may have been previously involved in various types of things, various types of criminal activity in their past, they've been to jail in the past. But then after that, they start to practice, they leave their bad company, they come to the good company, they start praying, their iman increases bit by bit, and their life is far better, superior to what they were upon before that. And they realize now slowly the sweetness of that iman. So that is this issue of love. That's where we'll leave it. And next time we'll start the next chapter, which is the issue of fear. This was all about love and loving for the sake of Allah. Next chapter is about fear. And how you should not fear the shaitan. Rather you fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that topic and what's mentioned about it, we'll start that next week inshaAllah. Um, we'll conclude upon that for today. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.